This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, bonus episode 17cm. On this episode, we review the concert at Forest Hills Stadium in Forest Hills, New York on July 20th, 2019. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. That was a cool, fun concert, but hot. Oh, so hot. It was like 100 degrees. <laughs> it really was 100 degrees. It was 100 degrees on my on my car uh thermometer when i pulled into the parking deck and i took a picture of it i was like oh my god we're gonna die out here but surprisingly even though it was higher temperature it was not as horribly humid as vienna virginia was no vienna you were sitting still and just sweat sweat was pouring off you yeah sitting still sweat pouring off of you no breeze uh you know this was open air i think the open air helped the breeze come in a little bit yes and i i really couldn't tell that it was 100 degrees no it didn't feel like it was 100 it did degrees not... it felt hot but it did not feel like it was 100 degrees the wind chill was more like <laughs> 80 degrees <laughs> i don't think that works for heat but yeah it was actually really comfortable i was i didn't feel yeah, no, sweaty the whole time like i did in, in uh vienna but uh leading up to the show we both uh stayed over in Connecticut and made the trip down yes it was kind of funny we jackie and i left probably left about uh 10 30 11 o'clock or so uh we stopped in a dunkin donuts and it was f- kind of further down the road and we stopped in the dunkin donuts and i'm standing in line and the woman standing in line behind us goes you guys were at foxwoods last night weren't you for weird Al? <laughs> and we're like yes we were and i wasn't wearing any uh weird Al memorabilia and i'm going how did you know she goes I saw your tattoo. <laughs> she says, I was there too. So we, we bonded over the concert. We talked about it for a little while. It was really oh, that's cool. Great. It's like randomly walking, meet somebody at a random Dunkin' Donuts, several, <laughs> more than several miles away from Foxwoods, <laughs> who was at the same concert at you. That was really cool. It's funny. I was um, I went to Walmart right after I left, checked out of my hotel before I made the trip down, and I was able to pick up some uh, little fans, little personal fans. Luckily, the breeze was nice enough that we didn't necessarily need them, but I bought a whole bunch so everyone in our uh, group could have some. And uh, when I was at uh, Walmart, I was walking down an aisle and uh, a manager and employee were walking and I guess I was standing in their way and she's like, oh, excuse me, sir. And then she's like, uh, I really like your shirt, by the way. I was wearing a Weird Al shirt. I, I think I was wearing this Weird Al shirt. Uh, so that was kind of funny. <laughs> so we both got recognized for our Weird Al fandom today. <laughs> That's cool. Um, after Walmart, I um, wanted breakfast. So I bought some yogurt at Walmart, but I got into my car and realized I had no way to eat said yogurt. <laughs> so I'm driving down the road, and I see that there was a mall. So I, I was like, oh, I figured I can go to the food court, and there's got to be a spoon. Right. <laughs> A multi-purpose spoon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, any kind of spoon would have worked. So I, I went in there, and first thing I see is Dairy Queen. And I, I kind of felt left out. I haven't had ice cream in a long time. Oh. So I did get a cone nice. uh, at Dairy Queen. And I said, hey, can I also have a spoon uh, with my cone? And they're like, uh, okay. So I had my ice cream. <laughs> I had my yeah, yogurt. It was, uh, it was a good day. It was a good breakfast. <laughs> breakfast of champions. Ice cream and yogurt. <laughs> and a multi-purpose food. That's right. <laughs> Lots of dairy this morning. <laughs> yeah, I rolled into New York City about 2 or 2.30 or so. I had found, you know, it's really interesting. The venue's website was saying how hard it was to find parking there. And they, they were stress- stressing on their website, do not try to drive. Right. <laughs> you know, so on I was their free- website, they sent us emails about it, yeah, their they- Facebook posts about it. They're like, take mass mass transit, take the train, it stops right next to the stadium. You know, <laughs> just do not drive, whatever you do. So I was a little nervous because I basically had to drive because right. we were coming from Foxwoods. Yeah. You know, we really didn't have time to stop back home and then figure out the public transportation to get there. <laughs> so I'm like, just gotta be parking somewhere. They have cars in New York City, you know. So uh <laughs> so 
I got it's not that. like it's downtown Manhattan. It's Queens. Right, it's Queens, right. Yeah. So it is a little right more uh, less built up than in, in you know, being in Manhattan or whatever. Yeah. Right. So we get there and there are plenty of parking options. There's parking <laughs> on the street that's available, you know, you can pay it a meter. There's also a ton of parking garages. So I'm not quite sure what, what their hang up was with the parking garages. We found a parking garage. We'd actually Bob Groder thankfully had actually scoped one out for us ahead of time, so I just went directly to that one and it was like a flat rate and it was really nice oh you parked in the garage yeah i parked in the garage see i i so i had no idea i know i knew about the garage but then i also heard it was 30 bucks for the garage then i also heard that there was some free street parking if you could find it and i kind of lucked out i just followed the gps right to the venue and um i couldn't drive up to the venue because they were closing roads so the road was closed (laughs) in front of the venue so I turned around and I went down this like residential street and uh, there were signs that just said no parking on Wednesday. So I found a spot and I parked there and it ended up being really close and completely free. Nice. And nice. Um, after I parked there and I you know met up with some other people, I heard that there were these signs out on certain residential streets that said if you park and you don't have a permit to park on that street, your car will be booted. <laughs> Which means they put like a big uh, metal thing on your tire so you can't drive away and it costs, you know, 200 bucks to get it off and it's a huge pain in the butt. So <laughs> after hearing that, after parking in a residential area close to the venue, I had that to worry about the whole <laughs> the whole show and VIP. <laughs> well, we're going to find out if you ever made it out of New York City. <laughs> yes, we will find out later. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, another one of the reasons I parked in the garage too is I just felt the car would be a lot cooler because it was a hundred degrees. And, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but we did walk from the garage over to Starbucks and met up with Bob and his girlfriend. The first time I met her, lovely woman Selmira. Yeah. She was so such a pleasure to talk to. Her. Of course, hanging out with Bob is always a lot of fun. The venue is really cool because it was a hundred degrees. They said you could bring in a, up to a forty ounce bottle of water and so, an empty bottle, an of empty bottle, an empty uh, like water bottle that you could fill up as well. And they said they would have water stations you know, where they would give you free water. So that was really cool. And coincidentally. Right at this next to the Starbucks, there was a Target, so we just went in. Oh wow! So Jackie went in and, and picked up a couple of thirty-three ounce bottles of water. Seven which, ounces, yeah. man! You're missing those seven ounces. We also had brought our water bottles with us. However, both Jackie and I have metal water bottles, and Bob said, "I don't know if they're going to let you in with metal water <laughs> bottles because they could be considered weapons." And then we hadn't thought about that, so we hung out in Starbucks for probably an hour or so, just chatting. With with Bob and Salmira, and after that we put their water bottles in the car because we didn't want to risk it. And we had the, the large water bottles. Yeah. We could just refill the plastic ones if we needed to. Yeah. So yeah. So I I was not at Starbucks, but I I met. Oh, actually, so I was with Jeremy, and um, Jeremy had uh, gotten us big water bottles. He planned ahead and uh, uh, very thoughtful of him. And since we were on the other side of the venue, and all these streets were closed, and it was a hundred degrees out, <laughs> and so we were at least half a mile if not a mile from the restaurant we were going to so we took an uber and best seven bucks i ever spent (laughs) Um, it saved me from walking in that horrible you know heat but we get in the uber and the guy starts driving and we get maybe one street and then he turns and the street that his gps said the street was closed and there were cops like sorry you can't on the street so he just looked at us and shrugged and said all right get out (laughs) and i said no (laughs) the whole point of this is i don't want to walk so i had to argue with the guy and finally he just went one street over and then we were able to get to the place you know it it was so close it's like the easiest seven bucks this guy would make all day and so we got there and Jeremy and I scoped out the restaurant and waited for you guys to show yeah, up. Yeah, the restaurant was really cool. Right, so we walked over after we dropped off our water bottles. We walked over to the restaurant and, of course, met you and Jeremy there and Bob and Salmira uh, were there. And we were hanging out and it was kind of, we were a little nervous about the restaurant because they did not take reservations. Yeah, when, when called, Jeremy and I yeah. got there, we, we were hoping to just grab the table as you guys <laughs> were walking over. And we're like, yeah, there's going to be 10 of us. And they're like, oh, well, we we cannot reserve tables. It's like, (laughs) "Uh, okay, well, there's going to be 10 of us and we're all going to sit. So (laughs) Uh, they're like, well, we can't give you a table until everyone shows up. 
And how it ended up working is once we had four of us, they gave us a four-person table. And then as soon as another person <laughs> arrived, they slid over a two-person table. So, like, as people arrived, they slid over more tables. And luckily, we were able to c- make a complete set. And we all had a seat by the end of the night. We were there early enough that there was, that they could do that. But by the time we left, the place was totally packed. Oh, it was totally packed. packed. It was totally yeah. packed. So, we, it was a good thing we got there early. Uh, of course, uh, Adrian and Anne showed up. It was Adrian's birthday today yes. which was absolutely cool so happy birthday again to you adrian how cool is it to have a weird, know, Al weird show Al's. in your like home market on your birthday that, that is really cool that yeah that's so that's cool so it's cool. a great way to spend your birthday <laughs> <laughs> rosemary and her husband luke were there as well yeah there. my yeah. first time meeting luke mine, um, mine too he is not as big of a weird Al fan as rosemary but he is a supportive husband <laughs> and uh he was a cool guy it was it was yeah, great was, to meet him was, finally yeah it was great to meet so all of us walked over to the venue. What they did is they closed off the streets, like Ethan had mentioned, around the venue. And you're walking down these streets towards the venue. And at least two people in our group said, I feel like I'm in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> just the way that, that the streets were set up and right. everything. It was just... It was bizarre. Like It, it, was, it was weird, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to describe without you seeing it, but... It was a weird experience. That whole venue was just... It was Disneyland. That is a great description. It, it, it was Disneyland. Yeah, it felt it like you were in Disneyland. It didn't feel like a venue. Right, at exactly. All. <laughs> um, so we, we stopped at the VIP check-in area, right? And we got all our cool posters. Uh, and, of, of course, all the uh, you know the other stuff that comes with the Stickers VIP and the lanyards. Yeah. And then we kind of went in towards the... The venue, as we're getting there, went through security, and they really, they were just checking. They didn't care that anybody brought in water bottles or anything. Oh, they yeah, were, they weren't counting they it. They weren't they, counting yeah. it or anything like that. So they, they were really just looking to make sure no one had any kind of weapons. I think they actually confiscated Rosemary's sunscreen because yeah. it was in a metal bottle. Aerosol so, can. Aerosol can. So it was a good thing. we did, uh, Jackie and I did go back and, and drop off our metal uh, <laughs> water bottles because they may have been confiscated. Yeah. And I really like them, so I didn't want to <laughs> want them to be confiscated. It's funny. Right after I, I went through security, there was just like a big like stack of uh, water bottles and I asked one of the security guards like are those free like what is and she's like well they're you know you have to have a certain time sure you can have one (laughs) (laughs) so she decided explaining it was not worth it she just gave me one but then we found out that they were just giving those out to everyone yeah it was really cool like they're all over the place like these water stations they were just giving out your water bottles so like yeah really we didn't need to bring in our own all that trouble we went through all that trouble we went through to track get these water we didn't need to do anything because they were constantly giving. And there were even people like the vendors that were walking around inside the venue that were selling uh, beer or soda were giving out water bottles for free. Really? I didn't yeah. notice that. So so you basically they're like they were going free water, free water. So they really were doing a great, amazing job at Forest Hill Stadium to make sure that people stayed hydrated and would not get heat stroke. And yeah, and, last thing they need is someone dying at a yeah, Weird Al yeah, concert. Really, it was especially <laughs> if it's somebody up on stage like Weird Al. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was concerned. I was, uh, you know, I saw him take a couple extra drinks on stage, but I was concerned. I was hoping he was staying hydrated. I'm sure he <laughs> was. I've seen him tomorrow night. <laughs> it's such a pain to have to go get your money refunded. Yeah. Oh, tickets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> cancel your hotels. It's just, uh, it's just a nightmare. Uh, so glad you did not die out. Yeah, thanks. So. <laughs> um, anyway, or I guess that's a spoiler for later. Yeah, we probably, we probably yeah. Should have kept spoiler that. alert: Al <laughs> did not die tonight. <laughs> yeah. So this place was literally a tennis stadium. It was the former home of the U.S. Open. So it was really kind of cool. We were actually sitting on a tennis court. Yeah. <laughs> As you're walking through, you know, past the security, you're walking over tennis courts. There were active tennis and courts they, with people right, playing active, tennis. Pe- yeah, pe- playing tennis on courts that were there. I, I was wondering, like, do those people just, like, have, you know, <laughs> the equivalent of a tea time, you know, already scheduled and just happened to be during Weird Al? Or are these, like, VIPs who are they're like, well... <laughs> You can go play tennis if you want. We're here. Might as well play tennis. <laughs> I, I would have show. to say uh, tennis is fun. It is not fun in 100 degree weather. I, I, so was the other thing. It was 100 <laughs> degrees and these people were out playing tennis. But actually, yeah, it was it was a tennis court. So the venue was actually really cool once you got inside the venue because it was – you're sitting on the tennis court and then there's, you know, the, there's, of course, uh, chairs that we're sitting in and this, facing the stage. But then there's also, like, bleachers that go around in, like, a uh, kind of a semi-oval. Oval shape 
Stadium. It, you you could actually uh, sit on the bleachers up in the in there and, and have, probably have a really good view of the the show. And so it was big stadium, but it was small enough that I think it, pretty much you could, you were close to the stage wherever you were sitting. We um we we're walking to our seats and uh, we we're getting near the merch section. And I just I took a quick peek and I was like, eh, it looks all the same, brown bag. <laughs> And uh, luckily, Dave, you were like, uh, oh, let's take a closer look. <laughs> so yeah. we uh, we took a closer look, and sure enough, there was a venue-exclusive Weird Al poster for sale. Yeah, that was really cool. It was uh, I was surprised to see them. I mean, I'd seen one in Florida, so that is something to do. Uh, to check out and make sure that... Every once in a while they do pop up. And these are not the VIP posters. This is, I don't know the story behind them, but a a poster that the venue creates to sell. Um, This one was kind of interesting because it did say Forest Hill Stadium and it had a picture of Al um, with a a headband on. (laughs) Upside down. (laughs) And for some reason, Al was upside down. Intentionally upside down in the picture. And it, it's kind of it looks kind of like crayon or, or marker. It's a bizarre looking poster, and it says Forest Hills 2019, and then the Weird Al stuff is very small on the bottom. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I, hey. I'm not sure I understand it. I don't know if it's a tennis reference or what, which I'm not very up on my tennis references. But it's a very interesting poster. I picked up one, of course, and Ethan picked up one. It's going in the collection. Yep, it's really kind of cool, though. They were forty bucks, though. They were, they, they were expensive. That was a little tough to swallow, but. <laughs> Hey, okay. anyth- anything for the collection. <laughs> anything for the collection. <laughs> and, of course, there was a nice... Well, over by the merchandise, it was so hot. I don't know how those people were, were doing oh my God. merchandise. Yeah. It was kind of, there was no breeze in that area. I felt bad for the, the people in there. The other thing that I noticed, as we bought our posters, the, the person asked us, do you want to buy a poster tube? Yeah. And you have, you carry your own poster, too, with I do. you. So Which was like, a, a present from uh, Rosemary uh, last tour when she saw me struggling <laughs> with my cardboard tubes. She's like, I've got this great plastic poster tube with a strap on it, and I thought maybe you would appreciate it. And I do. <laughs> and I use it every I show that I carry posters. I didn't know that was a gift from Rosemary. That's yeah. Nice yeah. yeah. Maybe she can get me one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, actually, so her husband uh, got it for free at like a Comic-Con. Oh, it was like cool. a giveaway from one of the booths or something, and they had an extra one. And Cool, very cool. I, I get so much use out of it. It's great. <laughs> you do. And so anyway, we were like, no, we don't need one. We have a poster tube. And then we started trying to roll these posters. And, they... we, and meanwhile, Ethan was kind enough to carry everyone's VIP poster. <laughs> That's Because true. he's the only one who was smart enough to bring a poster tube. So he's going... I don't think these other posters, like he barely got the VIP posters in there to begin it, with. Yeah, I mean, because you want you don't want to like crinkle them as you roll them, but it literally, just to get the VIP posters of mine, <laughs> Dave, Jackie, Luke, and Rosemary, Rosemary, and Adrian, and Anne, it was, <laughs> uh, I think that's seven posters <laughs> in this tube. It was bursting at the seams. It was so hard to fit them in. And then, you know, Dave and I go over and we want these other posters and... Luckily, we were able to get the uh, the poster tube. Yeah, so they, they did sell a poster tube for $5, which we picked up. Uh, we had to actually get two of them yeah. <laughs> to, fit, to fit all our posters in. So I'm wondering, is this poster tube an, an official Weird Al merchandise item? It's not branded by Weird Al. It's yeah. just a regular brown poster. Well, um, I would have to say it was not purchased by Al to sell. Um, it was my understanding is that it was provided by Forest Hills by the, um, you know, because they created the poster, so they brought the poster tubes. So, no, it is not a Weird Al merch item. Okay, I've I think made we the I, decision. I think we agree on that. I, okay. I, was, I, was just, I was teasing you a little bit on that one. The show starts up, and this was kind of cool because this was outdoors, the stage was high, and you could see, or at least I, where, I, from where I was sitting, I could see in the tents that were off to the side where... I love that. Since it was daytime, I could like see everything that was going on. And, it's really uh, fun it to watch really the backstage stuff. Yeah, so I, could, I was watching a lot of backstage stuff as well. Um, it was kind of cool. I kind of was seen... I saw Eric Roth, the conductor, sitting off on the side. So I'm like, oh, at least I know Eric's the uh, conductor right. tonight. So I kind of knew that. He came out. He did the Raider March. They started like... It was supposed to be seven. They advertised seven, and I I didn't write down the exact time, but I think it was yeah, around seven twenty. Yeah, they started late, a little bit later, uh, and which is interesting because I know there is a ten o'clock strict ten o'clock curfew there because it well, is. What was interesting is the venue had 
emailed and sent out information that the orchestra would start at 7 and then Al would start at 8.05. So I think because of that, some people didn't show up for the orchestra part. It sounded, they made it seem more optional than, uh, you know, obviously most people show up and they may not expect the orchestra. So I, I feel kind of bummed for those people who, you know, maybe missed out on that. But I, I know uh, at least one of my friends purposely came a little bit late because he lives close, but also because it just he figured it would be cooler if he showed <laughs> up a little bit later. So it's unfortunate because I, I really enjoyed the orchestra tonight. Yeah. It was interesting, too. Uh, they started out with the Raider March, and then there was no Mission Impossible theme. No Mission Impossible. Yeah, this is the second show I've seen where they skipped Mission Impossible. I'm wondering if maybe because they started a little bit later and because of the curfew, they decided not to do, they just decided to cut that one. Yeah, I'm. I'd be curious. We should have asked I, someone, but yeah, we I, didn't. <laughs> we forgot. Um, I did notice that there were cannons on stage, um, so I was excited. You know, we'll find out later if they were used. <laughs> and I also noticed uh, a few of the orchestra members had a unique sticky. I'm trying to think of what they're called. The uh, the passes, right? And it was like a pinkish salmon-ish color, and it said uh, orchestra member. uh, Yeah, I thought that was cool. I hadn't noticed those before. I don't know if this was, you know, the rollout of them or what the story was, but it was an official Weird Al pass with different artwork and color design. Yeah, I'll have to try to uh, track down a picture of that. Yeah, Yeah, it was cool. That looks like I I did not notice that. That's very cool. Next up was the Superman theme, and then Eric says... (laughs) Well, at least the sun is behind a cloud and everything is beautiful. (laughs) I was got to imagine that the orchestra sitting up there playing must have been sweating like oh, crazy. Sure. And Eric is is constantly moving the entire. And he's wearing a full time. suit, he's, right? And he's <laughs> and he's wearing a full suit. And a lot of the people in the orchestra had long sleeves on. Yeah, so it was had to be tough for them. And I don't know that they get a lot of chances, or if they even got a chance to take you know a couple swigs of water. You know, yeah, good for them for for doing that <laughs> and not getting heat stroke. <laughs> and spoiler: none of the orchestra died during the show. That we know. That we know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the string section did uh, <laughs> quiet down a bit. <laughs> um, so then we got into intermission, or you? Well, was... the, the the ending theme, the uh, Star Wars ending right. theme, right? Which I thought got an amazing crowd reaction tonight. People, yeah, I saw a lot of people filming. Like just the entire thing, we're just filming it. They were so excited. Yeah, it was so cool. It was it was kind of like it started and there was like a little quiet, and all of a sudden it was like everybody just was like recognized instantly, and I was like thinking. There it is. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting for that moment. Yeah, that and realization. And as soon as it was, the place just went, just loved it. So it was really cool. And then, of course, we geek to get a 20-minute intermission. Yeah, so um, I uh, I know an, a couple people who are going to be here. Not necessarily like the, the touring Al tour chasers that we know, but other friends of mine who are Weird Al fans and live in the area. So my friend Matt Scott was there. I wasn't able to see him, unfortunately. But he saw me. So that counts. All right. Um, and then um, my buddy Nick Pruer is an uh, insanely funny guy. He does this thing called the Found Footage Festival where they, they dig up VHS tapes from, like, you know, rummage sales and thrift stores. And they literally watch thousands and thousands of hours of these. And they distill them down to the best, funniest clips. And they tour with the show and they have DVDs. It's so funny. Like, honestly, like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life is one of their live shows. Uh, so I knew he was going to be there. So, oh, cool. Um, so I texted him, and he's like, I'm heading to the Budweiser Palace, because there's this giant structure of Budweiser. And uh, so I ran into him. Uh, he was there um, with uh, Joe Pickett, his uh, co-host, the co-conspirator on that thing, their friend Mark, who I had met before, who's another big Weird Al fan. And then I was very surprised, their other friend who was there... Scott Rogowski. Oh my God. <laughs> from HQ. Uh, Scott Rogowski oh, so was cool. there. Um, it, by random chance, I met Scott a few weeks ago when I was filming this thing for something else, and we, we briefly met. So I was like, hey, I just met you. I, obviously, I knew who he was, but right. it was kind of funny that he kind of knew who I was. And, uh, Immediately, Nick introduced me as, you know, this super Weird Al fan who's (laughs) been to all these shows. This is my ninth show, this tour, and Scott was uh, maybe impressed, maybe scared. Uh, But uh, I gave him all... Oh, and I also... uh, Scott's significant other, Allison, was there. I met her. 
and it was uh, it was really cool. I I did not expect that. I wish you were with me so you could have uh, met all of them. Yeah, that sounds um, cool. Yeah, it was a big surprise. Yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. I grabbed a picture with them, and hopefully we can get all of them on the podcast at some point. Oh, that would be, be absolutely it'd be fun amazing. to talk yeah, to. That'd be a lot of fun. We also met. Speaking of the podcast, we met somebody who was uh, already on the podcast. That is true. Our, our second episode our, ever. Yes, our very second episode ever. Episode two inch. We ran into Grammy Award winning Annie Stoll. Yes, it was so cool to meet her in, in person, and um, it, it was such a, a great interview. And, and I know we were so excited when they won the Grammy with Al. Um, so it was really cool. We got to see her. We got to meet a few other folks on the Sony team. Hopefully yeah. we can score some interviews at some point. I'll, other I'll, folks who worked on the squeeze box yeah, set. Yeah, absolutely. That would be so cool. And we did get to meet um, Megan after the show. Yes. Um, but we didn't see her before the show with Annie. So yeah. uh, it was really cool. It's always cool to meet people who we've talked to. And our listeners know from the podcast. Yes, and, absolutely. You know, actually, yeah, it was such an amazing episode, and we and we're so thankful to have both of them on as guests. Yeah, and let so alone honored. we actually interviewed them like the week they won the I, the, the week Grammy, they won the Grammy, right? which is which is still me. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. After the uh, intermission, Beethoven's Fifth into Fun Zone, which was this. You could tell from the just from the orchestra set that this was going to be a great crowd, but then when Fun oh, yeah. Zone kicked off, everyone just started clapping along, and I'm thinking, People went nuts. "This is crazy! It's like 100 degrees outside, <laughs> and New York City is being New York City." Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. just like we don't care. All right, it's 100. I don't care. I'm here to see Weird Al. And I'm yeah. gonna have a great time. People standing up and just cheering, and it was it was so cool. They got a like a standing ovation you know and everything it was amazing oh my yeah when al came out yeah, when al came out, out i also noticed something else which was new on stage which we haven't seen in a while monique donnelly monique was back. was back yeah it was so nice to see her i heard that she was supposed to be back last night but her flight got canceled right and so I heard that she got in at like one in the morning Oof. and <laughs> she made it and she, you know, went right back into the show seamlessly. It yeah, was, no, absolutely. It was, she brings such a, a fun energy to the show. Does, it was really great does. to have her back um, on stage. So uh, let's get the um, spreadsheets out, everyone. I'll give you, <laughs> uh, give you a moment to get those open. Was Steve wearing headphones? He was not wearing headphones. He was not wearing headphones. All right. I did notice that Jim's hair was still cut. (laughs) (laughs) Add that to the spreadsheet. And uh, last centimeter, we talked about Jim's jacket, the cool jacket. He was not wearing it tonight. Um, Oh, why would he be? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jim, don't wear a jacket in 100 degree weather. You, you, You made the right choice, Jim. It is a cool jacket, but... Yeah, and uh, speaking of people being up on stage that were being cool, though, I've noticed that uh, the background singers wisely were wearing uh, sleeveless dresses. Sleeveless, yeah, dresses. <laughs> that was very smart, yeah. And uh, I really liked uh, Scotty's dress. It was a nice sparkly, yeah. uh, really cool yeah, it was dress cool. she was wearing today. Uh, it was very cool. So, uh, like I said, when Al came out, huge standing ovation for, for Fun Zone. Huge cheers. It was great. It really was. Even the medley... Uh, which always is a great medley, but right. had, had cheers. Like, I love, I lost on Jeopardy, I love Rocky Road, and of course, like a surgeon, I love Rocky Road started up. The place was just cheering. It, yeah. was, it was so cool. <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. It definitely was. What a, yeah, what a great medley. And then Twine Ball for Al's introduction. <laughs> he, uh, he did it a little bit differently uh, than he has been. He said, you know, New York is known as the Big Apple or the city that never sleeps. <laughs> But it's not known as the home of the largest twine ball built by one man. <laughs> exactly. It was great. It was kind of cool. I it during uh, of course there's that one line in uh, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. I was so so overwhelmed by sheer immensity, I had to pop myself a beer. As as he says that line, <laughs> at least two or three people I saw just raised up their hand and, and held their beer, their beer up proudly high. high in the air. I was like, I was like, well. This is good. <laughs> that was yeah. That was really funny. Um, I heard the horn tonight. Uh, of course, I always try and listen for it, yeah. and I did hear it. It's very subtle. Uh, if you haven't seen a show yet and you're going, listen for it. Uh, right at the right after the Desoto line. Yeah. Anytime Al lifted his arms up, I could see the boxers. Oh, I was going to note that too. Is, is that you know I don't. 
you didn't you can see the boxers for one more minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it is Yeah, because they're not act, lest you believe they're actually stuffed down Al's pants. They're strapped <laughs> to his stomach. And uh, you know, the way he pulls them out makes it look like he's yanking them out. But uh yeah, anytime he lifted his arms, I they peeked out and uh I noticed that during Twinball and during Word Crimes, I saw the, the oh, boxers yeah, yeah, peeking yeah. out. I noticed a little <laughs> bit during uh Fun Zone as well. But yeah, it was definitely cool. And there was this was in true New York City fashion, I'm not making this up. During the song, when the song ends, Adrian turns to me and he goes, I just saw a mouse run by. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I was sitting next to Adrian. That's amazing. Like, so I'm like, well, that's perfect. And then he goes, put that in your podcast. <laughs> so that's for you, Adrian. <laughs> the, the mouse, mouse running, running by, by. In the big, at, during the biggest ball twine in Minnesota. I can't imagine, though, really, though, if you're a mouse... Yo, and you're kind of just hanging out doing mouse things, and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> a forty-one piece orchestra starts up, <laughs> and a rock show is going on, and you're like, ah, you run out, and then there's like a thousand people just sitting. <laughs> you're like, what is going on? Why are they sitting? Are they waiting for me? <laughs> so maybe that mouse thought the all the applause was for him or her. <laughs> So we went into word crimes. Yeah. I don't have anything uh, of note except that I saw some boxers. <laughs> <laughs> well, word crimes is a fun song, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, it, again, I felt a little, I was like a little bit worried. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty high energy song for Al, but of course he handled it. Oh, he, he handled yeah. it perfectly. I hadn't noticed this before, and, and maybe they've done it before. But for one more minute, for the opening, I saw Al's gals, uh, Lisa, Monique, and Scotty. They kind of leaned in and like formed a triangle, like oh. they. Here, I, I drew a diagram. <laughs> Which goes over really well on, a, on an audio podcast. I, I think I described it well. But um, So Monique's mic stand was vertical, and then uh, Lisa and Scotty kind of leaned in together as they were singing, kind of so like the, a barbershop he- quartet kind okay, of thing. Okay, so the heads of the microphone were kind of almost touching. Yeah, it, so they kind of well. leaned the them bass, over. And the bass was uh, still on an angle. Okay, and, uh, I, 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 I hadn't noticed that before, and if they added it new or if it's just something I haven't noticed I really enjoyed it and then of course One More Minute is so much fun when Al goes out in the audience and you know people are usually excited when they get an interaction from Al I felt like the women turned it up to 11 tonight. oh they did they, they were so so overjoyed with Al's sweat and everything I, right a couple of the women were just kind of like you know pretending that they had fainted or yeah you know, like fanning themselves fanning themselves <laughs> It was. It was. They they were interacting with Al as much as he was interacting yeah, with yeah, them. It was, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And of course, he gave out blue scarves. He gave out blue scarves, um, and he tapped a, a woman on the head with the fork and gave that to her, <laughs> which is really cool. yeah. I don't know why that we don't do a spreadsheet for the color of the scarf, but we don't. Well, maybe Sorry. we'll start one. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> it's not one of the spreadsheets. Uh, we have to draw the line somewhere. And and he also uh, threw the boxers a couple rows back to a woman. He picked the he pointed it. Yeah, yeah, instead of throwing it from stage, he uh, he pointed at a woman and tossed it again. So we went into drum solo, and it was solo. like actually a solo. Yeah, he did more than like one hit. It, it sounded like a familiar-ish song, so I don't know. If he was referencing something, we should have asked him. Yeah, we should have. But uh, it was a, uh, it was yeah, it was a longer drum solo than usual. It was still short as far as right. drum solos right. go. <laughs> it was enjoyable. I love, I but, love when he mixes it up. I mentioned this earlier. I could see in the tents off the side, and I kind of when I saw Bermuda was doing his drum solo, Al was off on the side, you know, changing his shirt into the puffy shirt. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I was kind of like that, that. What I call the puffy shirt. Yeah. Uh, that he uses for Jurassic Park. Yeah. And, and uh, of course. Uh, uh, don't download this song and stuff. But Jurassic Park, there was a funny line in there. Of course, there's a line there. You know, a huge Tyrannosaurus ate our lawyer. And the guy next to me, he must have been a lawyer or something because he goes, aww. But <laughs> <laughs> so I've funny. never seen anyone feel bad for the lawyer that got eaten by the t- giant Tyrannosaurus. Leave it to New York City. But this, leave it to New York City to feel bad for that guy. <laughs> I know everyone's waiting. Yes. They, you know, they're holding their breath. They cannot wait to hear what... What color Al's drink was, and it was red. It was different than last night. Last no, night was, was orange, right? It was orange last night, yeah. Yeah, so it's different than last night. But it did have an orange on it. 
It it always has an orange, and I'm wondering if that's a fake orange because it always looks perfect. And that maybe that's another question for Al, or if we talk to Hawkeye, yeah. uh, I would love to know if that's a real orange or not. Because well, now we've got to get to the bottom of another <laughs> another mystery. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast is on it. Do you have a conspiracy theory about Al's <laughs> drinks? Give us a call three four seven spatula. And we talked about this last night on the podcast, and I I couldn't help but think about it. Of course, that poor dino guy. The poor guy, he just wants his friends to write. He's crying already that they're leaving, and then they get brutally murdered by <laughs> the T-Rex, who then never, burps them up. Never mind the poor dinosaur. How about the poor lawyer that got eaten, that, just, that <laughs> devastated this gentleman that was sitting next to me? <laughs> they both, you know, maybe maybe they can become pen pals. The, uh, the, the poor dino guy and the poor lawyer guy. They the can... poor lawyer guy got eaten. <laughs> Uh, All the feels in a Weird Al show. Happy, <laughs> sad. So I don't. So I don't know if uh, you noticed, but in the tents, and I don't know wh- uh, which side or what. You know, there's a couple people that are kind of sitting at big equipment on the side of the stage. Yeah, and they're you know helping to run the show, and one of them has Christmas lights on. Yes, there, you know? and I really kind of noticed that. I guess for the first time that this person has Christmas lights on, and I'm going. Why does this person have Christmas lights on their, you know, equipment? And then I realized it's probably because um, when that's the side of the stage that Al always runs off of at the end of each. They song probably don't want him to run into they it. They don't want him to run into the equipment. So I have, I'm guessing it was I have, because of that. I have noticed them before. So yeah, they are a consistent um, thing. That's cool. Yeah, but I de- it was definitely because of the way the venue was set up. You could kind of see into the tent, so it was really, yeah. it was really obvious. Tonight. More obvious than normal. Yeah. We got down don't download the song and I you know, the phenomenon of the audience waving the lights seems to happen for outdoor venues yes. more so. Almost exclusively. Almost exclusively. At outdoor venues. Yeah. And there was no shortage of cell phone lights. That, yeah. Don't download this song. It was I turned around at one point and I, I gasped. I seriously just gasped because I was. I saw so you shining your light. I did, and I said, "I gotta get in on this." <laughs> and I just I whipped out my cell phone and just started waving it back and it forth. It was fun, and it was it was amazing. It was just so much fun. This crowd, and it was so it was so cool to get to like like spontaneously. Just everybody decided, "Well, I'm just gonna wave myself right. for this song," <laughs> which again, it usually happens at outdoor venues, but it doesn't always happen. Right. It, it, so it's like yeah. when it does. It's, it's, I don't it's remember it happening moment. in Vienna. No, I don't remember it happening in it. Vienna either. But it, it's just uh, it's just such a magical moment when something like that happens. I wonder if, uh, and I was thinking about this, is that does that throw off Al and the band and and the folks on stage to see that? I mean, because you kind of you know they're obviously looking at the audience. And they're, you know, the same way you gasped and you were in awe because it looks really cool. Yeah. Like they must have to, you know, mentally be like, okay, I need to sing the song. I need to play this part. Um, yeah. I, and not geek out on these cool lights yeah. that everyone's doing. And next time we have somebody on the podcast that's up on stage, I we, think we, we should, need to ask we him. We should ask. I have a couple questions I want to ask about, especially like the arm waving in, in Amish Paradise. What does that look like? You know? Yeah. Right? It, yeah. I would love that perspective yeah, to get to see. I would love that perspective. So after Don't Download the Song, we had Weasel Stomping Weasel Day. Weasel Stomping Day. And I'm so happy the synchronized hats are back. <laughs> <laughs> no longer must be. <laughs> must Lisa have to do pull double duty on the we- on the Viking helmets. <laughs> I pointed something out to you, Dave, later in the night, but uh, something that I've noticed in the Weasel Stomping Day video that they play, and of course the one that came out all those years ago, yeah. with the exception of Al, it seems as though everyone else in the video has their name written on their the front of their Viking helmet. Wow, that's some attention to detail you have. <laughs> I, yeah, I noticed it a few... I, I never noticed it when the video originally came out, but I noticed it a few concerts back, and um, I'm thinking now if I do get my own Viking helmet for authenticity, I should have my name on the front. I think we should. We should have Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al <laughs> podcast branded Viking helmets. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch branded Viking helmets. Yeah, so that, that all went great. And then we got our second solo of the night. Yep. The amazing Steve J with a bass solo, <laughs> which was literally one Nope. <laughs> played with his finger, not his yes. mouth. 
Then we had Tacky, which <laughs> is another amazing uh, crowd interaction. He, yeah, this was so cool. He, the first <laughs> thing he went out is, and, and he always he tries to do this whenever there's a security guard sitting up against the stage. He yeah. goes out and he just started bugging and sitting on the security <laughs> guard that was just standing by the stage. It was really cool. I did notice at one point a little hiccup in the song. As he's walking through the audience, he kind of lost his place on uh, some of the lyrics. And he just kind of pulled the microphone away and just kind of danced. And then he went right back into, yeah, the, I next, noticed that. into the next uh, <laughs> lyric. It's kind of interesting because it's not obvious because Al's such a professional. And he, I don't know that he looks at it often, but there are teleprompters up on stage. Oh, really? Yeah. That oh, he, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're up on stage that he can always look at. And I catch him every once in a while looking at them. Obviously, oh, I'm for, looking for, that. for Tacky, while he's out in the audience, uh, he doesn't have that. So if he loses his place in that song, he's got nothing to do but to kind of just, well, <laughs> I just got to fake it till I get to the right. point where I remember what the next <laughs> verse is. And it's never like when he does lose his place, it's never for a long extended period of time. It's usually for, oh, the rest of that, that one line, and then he'll go into the next. But yeah. To be honest... It's so impressive that he doesn't lose his place more, especially you're walking around a venue, you're avoiding obstacles, there's people trying to, like, touch you, there's, you know, a guy with a camera, like, walking in front of you, it's 100 degrees out, you know, and he's, you know, twerking in front of grandmas and stuff, Um, (laughs) yeah, I I did notice that, but it, it didn't... You know, it didn't I, I, hurt the performance. No, at all. no, not at all. I don't, it I wasn't don't. noticeable unless you have seen the show five hundred times, <laughs> exactly as we have. And then Al got back on stage and he said, "Maybe it's just me, but isn't it kind of toasty in here?" <laughs> Which got a huge reaction and a huge laugh from everybody. That was very funny. So then we um, we got Harvey, and yes. uh, what a big surprise we got uh, streamers again. I know, I was so thrilled. And <laughs> what was third, really cool? Third Harvey streamers. <laughs> It was so cool. For me, at least. <laughs> a second one's for me. It was so cool. It's because when the streamers went off, we were, I was sitting a little bit off the side. You were sitting in the center section. I was, I was sitting, in the center. You were on Jim's side. I was on Jim's side, right? And so the streamers go off, and all of a sudden the wind starts blowing them. And so they, they're like, like, go right above my head. And I kind of see them going further off towards Jim's side. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get any streamers. And all of a sudden the streamers from... Steve's side of the stage had blown over with the wind. The wind just happened to hit, pick up perfect timing. Yeah, perfect. And just, like, covered me in streamers. I was I was so happy. I'm like, streamers! And in, in addition to covering you with streamers, they also went on stage. They yes. covered the equipment. They covered Jim. Uh, one, of, one of the crew, like, ran out and was, like, trying to untangle Jim. And uh, then once they got into Jackson Park Express, like, there were still some, like, Jim was playing guitar and there was like one wrapped around his leg and he kind of like shook it off it was really great he handled it so well too it was also that wind gust must have been pretty big because i actually noticed as uh eric was kind of flipping through his music one of the pieces almost blew off the stand and he kind of grabbed it and i was like oh yeah that's an issue is that he's got he's got to keep track of the wind although it wasn't like terribly windy but every once in a while there was a little gust which actually felt really nice yeah but i'm sure it felt nice for everyone on stage too but it was like yeah if you wasn't expecting it he could have lost his place pretty easily and then he would He's a professional. He could have. He would have just. He, <laughs> he would have been able to he's do done it so many times. Yeah, he would have been able to do it without the the sheet music. I'm sure he's probably at that point where oh, he's I'm really. Sure. He's, he's probably at the same point where he is that Al is with the uh, with the teleprompter. It's just there as a backup. Just as right. you know, just he doesn't need it, but just just to be there, just in case. I feel like Eric's probably at that point or close to that point. <laughs> well, I'm sure. <laughs> By now, anyway. I feel like I could conduct it at this point. <laughs> I noticed during Jackson Park Express just how sweaty Al was. I felt so bad. <laughs> His shirt was just drenched. <laughs> and I did notice the mic cut out very briefly yes. uh, during the uh, the side of the mouth lyric. Yep. I don't know what happened. It was interesting because when that... Not just his microphone went out, but I felt like every piece of sound went out. It was yeah, almost like, like a moment of silence, like like a brief <laughs> like millisecond of silence. But it was like really weird because like I can't hear anything. I can't hear the orchestra. I can't hear the band. I can't hear anything. <laughs> I, I think it was a, a moment of silence for that sad dinosaur guy. Uh, sad about not hearing back from his friends and the lawyer guy in the audience next to you. So then, uh, of course, in Epic Rap Battles, Effect is still with an A. <laughs> for um for smells like Nirvana, 
I was sitting in the fifth row, right in the center. I was like, I am going to get splashed finally. And I did not get splashed. I was wanting to get splashed so bad. And then when Al tossed the cup, it just, I think it hit wind. It like, it didn't even hit the front row. It just kind of like landed um, right in front of him. Yeah, people around me were were really excited for this song. I just saw a couple of people, as soon as they realized what was going on and, and if the song was to be Smells Like Nirvana, they were jumping up and and just like really cheering and having a great time. So again, New York City always delivers with its audience. Yes, but, but yes. it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a rowdy crowd today, even at 100 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> During so then we had Dare to Be Stupid, yep. and I noticed that like at least like five or six other people. Uh, you know, I like to do uh, some of the hand movements during yep. uh, Dare to Be Stupid, and I noticed a couple other people were doing the Can I Have a Volunteer? They raised their hand. Nice. And then, you know, my favorite part of the song is doing the uh, spitting on a fish, barking up a tree <laughs> hand movements, and another guy also did the barking up a tree movement. Wow. <laughs> it, like, right near me. So that was um, that was very exciting. So instantly you <laughs> bonded with this person. <laughs> I... Uh, you know, I like to think that he is listening to these centimeter episodes and he agrees with how fun it is and wanted to try it out. I think that's a, the only explanation. <laughs> it's the only explanation. <laughs> and then I, I mentioned this uh, in my Guilford review. I did notice that the exchange of the uh, newly packed confetti guns was <laughs> during the uh, dirt video. Oh, okay. So if you're if you get Harvey streamers. And you want to see the guns replaced <laughs> during the dirt video. <laughs> Perfect. So this was cool. Uh, White and Nerdy was the next song. And I got to say, I, that guy that I was talking about earlier that was offside the stage with his Christmas lights. Yeah. During the song, I, I, I almost exclusively watched him because he was singing along and dancing the entire oh, White that's and Nerdy awesome. song. That's and I'm just awesome. looking and going, this guy is... He's probably heard the, the song, I don't know how many times right. by now, <laughs> 30, 40 times by now, and assuming this is his first tour, which it might not be. Right. He might have been on previous tours. So he's probably heard this song, and he's just still getting excited about it and singing and dancing along. So it's clearly his favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be me. If I, if I was on Al Crew, I would just be nerding out the entire time. <laughs> Um, Amish Paradise was great. I, I don't have any notes for, for Amish Paradise or I, The Vamp. I think the I do because the entire uh, arm waving, the entire oh, I all forgot about verses, that. everybody was arm waving. I didn't. All Except three. for Ethan. I, I refused to do the first one, but uh, second one, of course, and of course the third one, yeah. I partake. And I did switch up my hand, so I did, because I had my notebook in my hand, so I did left hand the first round and then right hand the second round, I think. I, one or the other. <laughs> I switched it up. Amish vamp. This was kind of funny. At the end of the, the Amish vamp, Jim lost his Amish hat. I don't know if you noticed No, that. I didn't notice that. The Amish, he, I don't know if the wind it took blow. it or or, or it, it just kind of, he's kind of accidentally knocked it off his head. And he just kind of looked at it. It fell off his head. And of course, he's got to continue playing. Right. You know, and he's looking at it and he's going, oh, now what do I do? <laughs> so there was a break where he did eventually reach down and Grab put it back it. on his head. I'm like, <laughs> he probably would have been okay. So when Al actually sit, goes around and he's introducing the band members, and he goes, of course, to Jim Kimo West. Jim was not wearing his hat at that point, <laughs> but after that, he put it back on his. Oh, head. that's so funny! So I'm like, I'm like, I don't think anyone really cared that you weren't wearing your hat during that moment. But it was, it was, uh, it was kind of funny. Just he's just the look on Jim's face when it fell off. He's like, now what do I do? Oh, I wish I saw that. That sounds so funny. I love. Um, I've seen him do it a few times. I don't know if this is spreadsheet worthy, but when Steve's yes. leaving the stage, he'll uh, lift his hat. And also pull down his beard, beard at the same yes, time. Yes, a way to say thank you to, or, you know, acknowledge everyone in the audience. Yeah. I've noticed him do that several times. Yeah, it's always, it's, it's always so fun, funny. funny. He makes when a he silly does face. That. He does. He, he really, he has a lot of fun up on stage when he's, especially during that song, but oh, the entire concert, he's he's always having a good time up on stage. He's really enjoying oh, you know, to perform. I noticed that for my homies who really, really look good in black, they did not do the thumbs up to each other because Steve was kind of wandering around the stage. So I don't know why, but they, there was mm. no thumbs up. So I, I gave Al a thumbs up. Very nice. Uh, 
yeah, I'm glad to. somebody in the theater was, was on top of it. <laughs> I'm or the homie. stadium was on top of it. <laughs> Al, I'm your homie. <laughs> so we uh, great reaction to the Ruben Perer. Yes, um, that was really fun. And then you know, since we had like such a diverse five uh, oh first last night, I was really thinking for New York City it would be more diverse. But it was uh, four st- four stormtroopers, Vader, and four stormtroopers. Yeah, it was. It was very basic. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't change no. the enjoyability of it. I just was expecting. New York City, I, I would think there would be more variety, but I guess not. Yeah, and I noticed, and nothing against you know the five hundred first, which are always amazing, but I felt that these stormtroopers were pretty low key as far as their dancing. Was yeah, going. <laughs> like as far like we've seen some really wild dancing yeah. up on stage, and these a few of them were kind of like just maybe dancing on a lower key. And you honestly, they probably were the hottest people oh in the God. world in those costumes. They're wearing full suits. Full clothes underneath it, and the helmets. Like, how are they breathing in that I, thing? I, yeah, I, I, they probably like would go home and they just like they take off their outfit and they just like pour out just like <laughs> like buckets and buckets of sweat out of their out of their boots or something because I can't imagine being in that in those outfits in a hundred degree heat. So again, nothing against the five hundred first for you could have stood up there. And I would have been impressed that you were just even in that. It could have been their suits just set up like marionette puppets, and I would have been impressed. <laughs> exactly. Um, I noticed that there was no trooper boop tonight. No, there was not. They they were appropriately spaced, so uh, <laughs> Steve could get to his space. <laughs> Did you see the guy walk by filming? So there was this guy. He kept like kind of running up to the front and like taking pictures during Saga. Oh, really? And then it was so funny. He uh, he comes on from. Comes up to the front row from uh, Steve's side, and he just, like, was pretending like he was just casually walking back to his seat, but he was very obviously holding up his phone (laughs) and recording as he walked by, and, like, he was kind of getting away with it, and as soon as he got to his security guard, he he gave him a look, and the guy, like, ran off. (laughs) It was so funny. I missed that. I did not see that. I can just imagine, like, this guy going home, like, all right, family, let's sit down and watch my (laughs) rushed video running past the stage of Al and the band. Um, yeah, it was really funny. I also noticed that uh, when he goes and he puts his uh, Al goes and puts his head on the stormtrooper, mm-hmm. he kind of caressed the stormtrooper's head he before he put his head on her on his or her shoulder. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> and then the stormtrooper fanned <laughs> fanned themselves <laughs> like, like they were about to faint. So I was like, it was a theme of the night. So it was the women in the audience during one more minute that were fanning themselves, and then it was the stormtrooper on stage during <laughs> the saga begins. I was fanning himself for interacting with Al. So Al, you had a good effect on a lot of people. <laughs> and it was the uh, the second one away from uh, yes, Vader yes. towards Steve tonight again. Um, and I also noticed that you know, when Al goes over um, and now uh, trying to train this boy, and he yeah. puts his his hand on the back of of the Darth Vader, you know, to signal him to light up his lightsaber and yep. raise them. Darth Vader gave a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Which I was didn't awesome. See that. It was it was cool. It was like it was, you could tell that uh, that they were really excited to be up performing. Oh right yeah. <laughs> I noticed one of the troopers as they were exiting that little like round canister on their back. One of them fell off. Oh. And he was, like, trying to find it. He or she was trying to find it. And so I just watched as the stormtrooper was, like, kind of, like, looking <laughs> oh, around, no. like, trying to find it. And Lisa Popiel stepped in and saved the day. She grabbed it oh. for them and uh, handed it off. So <laughs> Great. That story has a happy ending. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but I can just imagine, like, you lose this thing. You're kind of, you know on a time limit to get off stage they can get to the next thing and you're like you can't find it you're looking through this thing it's 100 degrees out yeah, yeah. so it was great that Lisa was able to find it for him another thing that happened during the, the saga begins was that we had a lot of arm waves from the audience and, yeah. was, and everybody was doing arm waves and return of the cell phone lights the cell phone lights came back. back and then again it's always a wonderful moment when that happens and I, I, it kind of reminded me a little bit, and he's not doing it on this tour, but when he does cell phones, yes. you know, right before you know, <laughs> the saga begins, and uh, everybody has their cell phones out and is just <laughs> waving it during that song. It was like a little reminiscence of, of uh, cell phones. <laughs> yeah, so I, I personally will not light up my phone for um, Saga Begins or don't download the song, but I, I do have a policy that I will light up my phone 
for we all have cell phones. <laughs> so it's not on this tour, uh, so I'm not doing it this tour. But if it was, I would be lighting up my phone. I took out my cell phone again and waved it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, you're you're. Uh, you I'm know, two for two. Two for on two the, on the cell phone wave. I just love that when, when I just don't want to burn my battery. I did see some people at the show last night. They had brought like handheld flashlights. I was like, oh, that's kind of a good idea. Interesting idea. <laughs> uh, and then Yoda. Everybody immediately started singing along right yeah. from the beginning of this song. Yeah, like the entire stadium was just really singing along. It was it was really cool. And of course, Al up on stage uh, at the end of the song. Do it better. <laughs> I was just waiting for some sort of celebrity to pop out. Oh, really? So I was just like barely even watching the song. <laughs> I was just looking backstage like, is Jimmy Fallon going to pop out? Is Lin-Manuel here? And even just in case, even though I didn't see anyone like getting ready, I started to film the second verse. Just in case. I wanted to <laughs> be first on the scene. Because I don't know if you knew this, Dave, during the Radio City show when Lin-Manuel yep. popped out. I, I didn't know exactly but a few nights before, Bermuda had said to us that there's a surprise oh, okay. uh, at, at that show. And during that show, it got to Yoda, and I realized there hadn't been a surprise. <laughs> so I was like, I better film this just in case. Okay. And uh, so I filmed Lin-Manuel singing the second verse, and nice. I was the first to press on it. I got it right out to Twitter and Lynn t- retweeted wow. my video, and I got picked up by Rolling Stone. Al retweeted. Like, it was just, it was funny because I drove home that night after the show, a uh, three hour drive home, <laughs> and literally the entire ride, my phone wouldn't stop buzzing. Oh, wow. From people liking, retweeting, commenting. Like, it was insane. I didn't actually get Twitter followers from it, <laughs> but I got a lot of retweets and stuff. Wow, and that's so cool that your video just went viral. Yeah. Like that, was, that's amazing. It was amazing. So I was hoping to recreate that, but <laughs> no such luck. So after the show, we actually were hanging out, and we, you noticed that Jay Levy was in Yes. The so we did go over and say hi to Jay. We said hi to him. He was wearing a really cool Mad Magazine hat. Yeah, it was it's, cool. It said Mad on the front, and then there was like a little bit of uh, Alfred E. Newman on the back. So <laughs> that was I was jealous of that really cool hat. He talked to us for a little bit, and you know, he asked us. He really uh, wanted to know our genuine opinion about the shows and everything. And of course, uh, we saw him too in Vienna. So I talked to him a little bit about the Vienna concert. It was really cool. It was nice to nice to uh, get to talk to Jay for a couple minutes. You know, yeah, brief, brief, of course, brief time. But of course, Jay picks the two like absolute hottest <laughs> shows. <laughs> I'm sure he's got. I'm sure he's been to others. I yeah, just, I yeah, just, yeah. I just did two. I happen to notice he was at. But yeah, so it was cool. It was cool to get to see Jay. And totally. of course. Uh, um, we got to say hi to uh, Annie and Megan. Yes, who, yeah, we got to guess uh, on our episode two inch. Got to yeah. say hi to meet Grammy Megan Award winning. That's right, <laughs> Megan Foley and Annie Stoll. Yeah, we went to VIP. We had VIP passes tonight. Yes, this was cool because uh, <laughs> we're walking towards. Uh, they kind of brought us out, uh, everybody over, and they had a whole bunch of different layers of passes at this show. Uh, so. Well, we don't know how many different layers of passes there are, at but least four. at least four, we think. At least uh, four, like actual stick-on passes. Stick, yeah. So of course they, they they were having people. If you have this pass, go over here. If you have this pass, go over here. So they had everybody kind of uh, in with our VIP passes on our level VIP passes on uh, sitting off the side. And then we had to follow somebody out. And as we're following, we're going, where are we going? And, and I'm like, Oh, we're heading towards like a, a tennis court. Are we actually <laughs> going to go to a tennis court? And, and, uh, and meet Al on a tennis court? How cool would that be? <laughs> but no, it was beyond the tennis courts. This is the first time I've I've ever been in a VIP session that was just outside. Oh, I, my uh, Toronto one was outside. Okay. So this was all new to me. And of course... It was really nice. It was set up outside in this little area, and they actually had like a concession stand where you can go up and you can get any uh, non-alcoholic drink that you wanted for free. They had yeah the soda and water and uh, iced tea, and and that was pretty cool. And then I guess for a couple bucks you could buy uh, alcohol if you if you wanted to. It was very spacious. There was plenty of seating there. Um, it was really nicely set up. They had little candelabras on the table. And, uh, and, and instead of just piling the pizza on one table, they kind of yeah, spread they, it out. They, they really were smart with the pizza this time. And they, they had just put it out on each table so you didn't have to get up and get it. And you could just you know, open up the pizza box that was in front of you and grab <laughs> a couple slices. It was really cool. 
and uh, I was a little bit jealous though because there were it was still close to 90 degrees at that point yeah. <laughs> and they were taunting us because there was a swimming pool that we could see <laughs> from where we were sitting and all I just wanted to do was hop over that fence and jump in that swimming pool <laughs> oh man you should have that would have been fun <laughs> we also saw people playing tennis at 10 30 oh night. that's true that's true <laughs> which we were like yeah it's I was, I was like you're playing tennis at 10:30 at night during a weird out concert <laughs> on 90 in 90 degree weather. So I don't know what was going on. I don't. It's just really. It was. Really yeah, I don't know cool. which aspect of that is the most bizarre. I, right. <laughs> like each every aspect of that is bizarre, and all three of them together just means it's like what is going on. Yeah, the ten. Of, there was a ten of us sitting uh, a group. It was the same. Almost the same ten people that went out to uh, we replaced Jeremy samples to, to, to uh, yeah dinner with us. We replaced Jeremy samples with Rachel, Rachel. of course, uh, Rachel Campbell, and uh, it was really kind of, kind of nice to get to hang out with everybody. It was really it nice. was really cool, and yeah. of course, uh, Rosemary had a great idea, but she didn't bring enough to share with everybody. She brought little ice packs. <laughs> yeah, it's like could... like you, you know when you go skiing and you have those heating yeah. things, like you expose it to air and it just gets really right. warm. You keep it in your gloves. Yeah, hand warmers, right? Yeah. Yes, it was essentially that, but cold. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. <laughs> now I want them just for my everyday life. So they were a big hit, and we were kind of passing those around, and and they they lasted for. A- I don't know, a little while. I didn't actually touch one. Off. Everyone was kind of rubbing them on themselves, <laughs> so I didn't want to touch them. But uh, I think I'm going to get some myself yeah. just to Just enjoy. to have for, for any outdoor concert where it's 100 degrees that we see. Or just like to. in my apartment. Like I, I, I just – I get warm very easily. I, I need uh, <laughs> I need those. And we also had uh, little wipes that we could wipe off the, the sweat and clean ourselves up oh, a little yeah. bit so we were presentable for Al. Yes. So, yeah. So Only I, the best for Al. So, yeah. So, the, during the picture session, I was trying to think of what do I want to do with my picture with Al. Uh, so, I was like, well, you know what? It's so hot out. I joked with Al after the Foxwood show about you know him having heat stroke and him needing to be there and why am I there? And Ethan, of course, had been kind and bought everybody those little portable fans. So I decided I'm going to take a picture of Al with our portable fans. So <laughs> I handed out the fan and he's like, oh, this is so cool. And then, uh, you know, he was like, what are we doing here? So I kind of set up the, the picture and we, we got a really funny picture of us fanning ourselves. And <laughs> and then I was like talking to him. And, and of course, you're, the picture portion, you're supposed to go through really quickly. Yeah, you're supposed to just say hi. And say hi, walking. take your picture, keep walking. But he's like, Dave's going to stand here and fan me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just see kind of JW going like, no, no, that's not part of the plan. <laughs> of course, I was joking, but uh, right. it was it was funny. How about your picture? Did you, what did you do for your picture? Yeah, I I, um, I never really like plan anything out. Okay. For for our pictures, I just kind of let it roll. Um, but I tonight I was like, what should we do? And I was like, how about this? And he just like kind of snarled at me, and <laughs> so I just did a scared face, and it ended up great. <laughs> It's always best just to leave it up to Al. If you don't know what to do, he he's he knows he's got a plan. Yeah, that's so cool. After we got our pictures taken, you go back to your seats, of course, and we were all hanging out. And then Bermuda shows up. Yeah, it was really cool. It was cool. So uh, he had stopped by because uh, he a couple people had asked him if he would stop by, you know, for Adrian's birthday, and also because uh, Bob wanted to introduce Selmira to. Uh, a couple of the band members. <laughs> so uh, Bermuda stopped by. It was kind of cool to get to talk to him. It's always cool. It's always cool yeah. to get to talk to him. Usually, he I don't think this, he said this was the first time he's ever been to a VIP on this tour. Yeah, I think so. he kind of like, he popped in, you know, before, but uh, this is his first time like actually spending yeah, a little right, bit of time. Right, he came with us to a, a VIP briefly for a little bit as well uh, in Florida. But yeah, for the most part, he spent a, a good several minutes at, at the VIP with us, which is which is great. What they do is when they, they put the pictures out, they say, do not rush the table. You know, when we put the pictures out, you're going to have the opportunity to pick up your picture as you're getting in line for Al. So we were waiting in line for Al. And at that point, they had all the pictures sorted out. And majority of the line had gone through already. So there were some pictures left on the table. So the people helping out started handing out pictures. Everybody's getting their pictures except for me. <laughs> and I'm going, I hope my they took my picture, you know. And so Cause, if I, it's because you had your trade table up. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm looking at it. 
I'm looking at the table and they're getting down to about like six folders left on the table and I still haven't got my picture yet. And I started getting a little worried. I'm like, uh, I don't know what's going on. And at that point, they kind of were looking around and they stopped like giving out pictures to people because they were walking the line giving out. And I'm going, I hope my picture's on that table. <laughs> and then finally the guy was like, oh, okay, I recognize that guy. <laughs> so I did get my picture. And we yeah, got... the volunteers were, or not the volunteers, the uh, the hired help for the... Right. The VIP experience, they were uh, extra nice today. I yeah, think. they were really, they, they, they usually are very nice. Yeah. yeah, they're usually good people, but I, I felt like they went a little bit above and beyond today. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, absolutely. We got to Al. I decided to get my um, New York City poster signed. And Jackie had a very important question that she asked on our behalf <laughs> from the podcast. And that was, what is the recipe for a Twinkie Wiener sandwich? I mean, you can... It, you know, you can kind of watch UHF and figure it out, but who better to ask? We wanted to know. We, we were from arguing the earlier, you know, about some aspects of it, <laughs> and uh, one of us was just like, "Why don't we just ask Al? Like he's the he invented it. <laughs> he can answer it for us." Right. So this is all relevant if you've heard our episode twelve inch, <laughs> where Dave... where I eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich for the very first time. <laughs> Most so, importantly, we, we asked Al, because this was the the big uh, bone of contention, do you need to dunk <laughs> the Twinkie Wiener sandwich in milk for it to be official? And Al confirmed that the milk is optional. Yes. However, he did say a fan of my stature, it would be uh, <laughs> it, it would be very required for me to drink. Yes. yes. <laughs> to dunk the, the Twinkie yes. Wiener. Yes. Yeah, especially for your first time, you gotta yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, go for it. So I'm very, I'm proud of you, Dave. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, of course, in that segment, we talk a little bit more about our adventure to get hot dogs and all that. <laughs> so I'm off tomorrow night to Boston. Or later today, at this point, yeah, it is 4:30 in the morning uh, on the Woo! day of the Boston show. <laughs> so in 12 hours, you will probably be in Boston. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so you're heading off to Boston. And then you're heading off to Lewis 10 after that. Yes. And uh, you're going to be doing bonus episodes. So I'm looking forward to hearing what those are going to be. Yeah. And, hear about my adventures. And then and, after that, our next show is Denver, Red Rocks. I know. I'm so excited for that one. I really am. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. That's, it's going to be another outdoor venue, but that is going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'm going out with my dad and it'll be his first and only one on this tour. So, oh, that's uh, so I'm awesome. excited for him. He'll get to see it at a really cool venue. Yeah. With, you know, with, with Scott. And everything uh, surrounding that show. So it'll be really cool. Yeah. So we really want to thank you for listening to our bonus episodes. We have so much fun making it. We have love to just relive the concert. And we're basically <laughs> redoing that. We're just reliving the concert as, as we do. And we're glad that you guys have decided to join us to do that. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And, and also thanks for filling out the spreadsheets and printing them out <laughs> on your bed sheets. Still waiting for people to send them to us. But I know you're still filling them out. I have faith in our listeners. I do too. <laughs> that was David Ethan's 2008 Weird Out Podcast, episode 1770. Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch branded Viking helmets. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>